The Orthodox Union's fifth international Jewish community's home and job relocation fair. It is today, right now in New York City until 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Come on down. Learn about communities around the United States and, of course, Israel as well. As the OU now for the fifth time has done this, a very, very impressive showing. Lots of pre-registration. A lot of people through the doors already, and it's just 1 o'clock Eastern Time. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a uh, special webcast from the OU Jewish Communities Fair. Um, Miriam Wallach is here. We know that each of us have made a commitment that if we ever move, it's going to be to the Holy Land. Our next move will be to Israel, most likely. But we have a chance today to relocate ZK, <laughs> and to relocate Danny Goldberg. Anybody else you want to ship off to some communities? I don't know, but ZK would be a dream. I, you know, I, my goal is to convince Overland Park, Kansas, <laughs> that ZK is the perfect fit for them. Everybody needs a chief engineer in Overland Park, Kansas. I hear things are very calm there, right? <laughs> Less stressful than they are in this area. Are there tornadoes? Oh, there oh. might be tornadoes. He doesn't do well with nat- that, natural disasters. Correct. That might take ZK off of the Overland Park, Kansas. Let's quick, a miss. quick. Let's let's just randomly draw another one. <laughs> uh, where can we send? How about Boynton Beach? They don't get hurricanes down there. No, and they, they drive slowly. There's Ooh, no stress. Boynton Beach, no Florida. stress. That might be the best place for ZK. Is it a good place to raise a family? He has children. Well, Is it's it a, a retirement for- area ah. a lot. So with that oh, mean, sorry. They're they're killing it. Judah is already correcting me. <laughs> we're going to get to Judah in a second. I'm yeah. trying to lay the framework for what's happening here today. You're trying to undo. Judah's you trying to undo I, what I just did. You and I know where our next step is. But we the question is, where can we relocate ZK and his family and Danny Goldberg and his new family when he gets married? Oh. Those are two of the people I'm concerned about. Danny wants to move to a community that isn't even exhibiting today. What? Portland, Oregon. That's where he wants to go? Yes. Not known for their kosher pizza, but hey. Can we get him here for next year's fair, maybe? Uh, two years, right? Judah, it's every two years because next year will be the marriage fair, right? I don't know. There may, be, su- there, there may be such a demand that they're going to have to do it next year. All right, but listen, of the 46 communities that are here outside of Israel, we could use one of those to ship Danny and his new wife, Talia. Can't we do that? Let Dahlia. Let's, I mean, t- uh, Dahlia, rather. Wow, that was ship, a nice mistake. Let's ship people overseas. What? Let's, yeah, I know, but... Right. But you don't understand something. If they're not ready to make the move overseas yet, correct? Then one of these forty-six communities may be perfect for them. Listen, they could go to Dallas. Dallas is right over Dallas, there. Dallas, ZK, we'll put a cowboy hat on you. We have Dallas. We'll put a cowboy hat on ZK. He'll start. Oh my gosh! Start, Who wants to see him in a dude ranch? He'll start <laughs> using his swagger to to walk down the road. Uh. He'll fit in perfectly. 
How y'all doing? ZK, practice that. How y'all doing? Come on. I want Dallas to... might be the perfect fit for you. Does anyone have a sign that says zero stress community? <laughs> because that's for you. We've already had them all over the United States. Meanwhile, Rabbi Judah Isaacs is here. He is the director of the Department of Synagogue and Community Service with the Orthodox Union. And he'll greet us officially and tell us how the fair has... Uh, has kicked off here so far. Rabbi Isaacs, welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Nachum, and uh, we're really happy that you're here. Uh, we're also glad that the hall is filling up. It's been filling up since we opened the door about an hour ago. And uh, again, for all of your listeners who are interested in coming down here, we're on West 46th Street, right opposite the Intrepid at Metropolitan West, and you're welcome to come. You can also watch us right now at NachumSiegel.com. You can watch the entire video as we try to ship ZK off to one of these beloved cities around the United States. What do you think of my Dallas idea? That might be the best one I've had so far. I think it's a great idea. It's very expansive, and there's a lot of uh, places to go. Yeah, ZK likes space. A lot he of space. He likes space, and in Dallas, when you buy a house, you get a lot of space. A lot of space. A lot of value for your dollar down there. And this might actually work out. They actually have a new rabbi. Rabbi Ari Rakoff. Oh, boy. Rabbi Rakoff uh, is down there. Who's coming down there in July, but he's here today. He's a very high-qualified guy. Zikai, I know the uh, the rabbis are always important to you. Community leaders are important to you. Dallas is one we have to consider. Uh, Rabbi, oh, sorry. I, Rabbi Isaacs, you have to remain as... Rakowski. I'm sorry. Ari Rakowski. I made a mistake. Rabbi Rakowski is going to be down in Dallas. You're, um, you're, you can't, but you can't advocate just for Dallas. That's, no, I cannot. My job is to have fun with individual Correct. communities. Your job is to remind everybody there's 46 wonderful places from 22 different states that have shown up here today in New York City. Correct. I assume they're here in New York because the bulk of the Jewish world outside of Israel is in the New York area, right? New York that and is New correct. Jersey. And they're trying to tell people, hey, we have something to offer in our community. You know, with each community that's going to be visiting us during these couple of hours, we could probably ask them what their pitch is. Because to some, the pitch is uh, lower tuition. For some, the pitch is a lot of space, as we said right. earlier. For some, the pitch might be uh, they have every Jewish amenity that you can imagine. There's different reasons. Some might be a very young community, right. appealing to people in their 20s. So everybody has a different pitch of why they're. Right. We have a community in. here that's looking for retirees, so we have everybody along those spectrum. Specifically looking for, for retirees. retirees. How do you like that? And shockingly enough, even though we sit here in Manhattan, in New York, USA, shockingly enough, there are plenty of communities from New York and New Jersey that are at the fair. Why would they be at this fair today? Because they also believe that they're more affordable than where a lot of young families tend to move to. Um, and some of them, Connecticut's here too. We can't right. forget them. That's right. So uh, all of them feel that they have something to offer that people you know, don't really know about them. And if they knew a little bit about what's available outside of the communities they think about, they'd be surprised at what's out there and what's available. And ironically enough, Springfield, New Jersey is right across from us. How do you Absolutely. like that? We're looking at them as we webcast here on the Nachum Siegel Network. All right, it's a Sunday. We're in New York. Gorgeous day outside. Hundreds of people already have walked in, and plenty more are going to be coming between now and 6 p.m. You're invited to come on down and see what's happening here at the fair. Check out all the different communities. Some of them have great gifts, by the way, right? Some Absolutely. They have great giveaways. You could walk out of here with a lot of different things. Already we were offered by the... Uh, what was it, Valley Kinwood? Which which area of Philadelphia is near? Ronward. Ronward. We yeah. were we were already offered a uh, a um, Philly pretzel. Okay. A, a delicious <laughs> Philly soft pretzel uh, earlier. So everybody's got their shtick. Everybody's got their little attraction 
to try to get people to check out their community. So hopefully it'll be a great success. Anything else you want to add, Rabbi Isaacs? No, we're really excited. The other thing is that Nefesh Benefesh is upstairs. Right. And uh, you'll be talking to them later, and we have an opportunity for people to explore Israel as well. And that's really important to us that we can offer everything under one roof. Anybody whose next step is Israel, you can take care of that here today. Anybody whose next step is, is, is still not going to be Israel, uh, like ZK, we're going to find the right community. Absolutely. In fact, as I stare at the Malden, Massachusetts sign, I'm saying to myself, that might be the right place for him. <laughs> Just enough distance between him and me, and at the same time, he can come in and do the jobs whenever necessary. Absolutely. So they, ZK, we may have found it. We may have found it. We salute you, Malden, Massachusetts. All right, our first guests are from where? Thank you, Rabbi Isaacs. Our first guests are, are, are we going in order here? Our first guests are from Phoenix, Arizona? Holy cow! Phoenix! One of my favorite places! They know all about the Siegel family in Phoenix. Maybe they brought along some of my relatives with them. What are the chances that some of my relatives came to New York to pitch Phoenix, Arizona? Let's find out. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Okay, I'm Ariel Shoshan. Ariel, how are you? Are you the rabbi? Did I'm the I rabbi hear about? in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, Rabbi Shoshan from Scottsdale. We always hear about uh, Rabbi Shoshan from Scottsdale. And who is that to your left? Rafi Lennisman. Rafi Proper. From Phoenix. I do two things in Phoenix. What's that? I, I am the head of the school of Sha'arm Torah High School for Girls. Wow. And I also serve as rabbi of Congregation Or HaTorah. Very nice. So we have Phoenix and Scottsdale well represented here today. At the OU Fair, I assume you know some of the members of the Siegel family. Very well. I would guess. High regard. Hey, Cousin David. Hope you're watching right now at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, hope he's doing well. You ever hear about the weather in Phoenix? You ever hear about the weather in Phoenix? The weather in Phoenix. You know, here, here, let me explain to you, too, what we've had in the New York, New Jersey area over the last few months. Since about uh, Sukkot time, since around Sukkot time, we have had temperatures that have hovered anywhere between 0 and 40 degrees. We've had a tremendous amount of snow. What was the total this year? 60, 70 inches? Something like that. 60, 70 inches of snow. And uh, if I would have spent some... And now, by the way, the end of April, you'd think it would be a little warmer outside, a little more friendly in terms of the weather. No, no, no. We didn't get that break. Winter has signed a long-term contract here in the New York area, and it continues. Now tell our audience, just forget everything else that Phoenix can offer. What's the weather like down there? The weather is beautiful. Except, All year round. Except July and August. Ah, oh, come on. But even in July and August, the worst day in New York City, and I grew up in New York City, the worst day in New York City is worse than the worst day in Phoenix. Right, because yeah, the 100 degrees and 90% humidity, you know, that's pretty bad. I have said I will take that 110 degrees in Phoenix any time. Sure enough. Maybe we'll consider that community. Now, remember how I made a commitment not to consider any United States communities, ZK? I'm reneging on that. I may reconsider and head down to Phoenix, or at least for a vacation. Best feeling in the world was when I was vacationing in Phoenix in February, and there were 10 inches of snow in New York. Remember that? That was the best. Had to get people to shovel out the car. No better feeling than relaxing down in Phoenix. Seagull's Restaurant doing well down there? Yeah, sure it's is. doing fairly well. Right. Baruch Hashem. Uh, what else do they have in terms of kosher uh, food? Anything else? Or is Seagull's the one and only? We have quite a bit. Um, like? We have uh, two pizza shops. Really? Uh, we have One a, was a not enough, huh? Uh, well... <laughs> One, one opened uh, yeah. and was doing quite well. Another uh, fellow who owned a pizza shop became from. Right. So he turned his pizza shop kosher. There you go. He can't argue with <laughs> He's that. He's got to eat somewhere. Right. <laughs> and what else besides kosher food could you offer our audience? Well, we have a program um, in Phoenix, in Arizona, called the Jewish Tuition Organization, where people can give their state tax dollars towards Jewish education, up to $2,000 if they're filing jointly. So that means if, if you are moving to Phoenix your child can get help 
intuition. All state approved. State approved from the state of Arizona. Interesting. I don't think we knew about this. Yeah, the state of Arizona actually is ranked number one by the uh, Friedman Foundation for school choice. It's the number one state in the union for school choice because uh, it's affordable. Bottom line is it's affordable compared to many other places. Imagine that. And I'll the truth tell you. Is the housing market also is very affordable in Phoenix comparatively. In beautiful big homes near your Uncle Zalman or in Scottsdale, uh, in both neighborhoods, you're talking about it from the range of about, in our neighborhood in Scottsdale, maybe begins in the low threes and, and doesn't go much higher than the middle, mid fours for big homes wow. in a beautiful place. Uh, is it difficult when you have to travel somewhere? You know, Phoenix is not exactly the center of the country. So, uh, you know, you go to Israel, you got to add what? four or five hours to the trip. Yeah, there's no doubt. That part is a challenge. Right. You do add the first leg or the back leg on the way home, and that's a big deal, no doubt about it. You know, I wanted to add something that Rabbi Lannisman said before, which is there between Phoenix and Scottsdale, there are nine kosher restaurants, nine coffee shops and coffee bean, and one yogurt uh, place called Zoyo. And so there is a ridiculous amount of kosher food compared to most communities per capita. Wow, road trip to Phoenix, nine kosher establishments? How far is Scottsdale, 45 minute drive? Oh, no, just in about 18 to 20 That's minutes. That's it? And there's never traffic. I must have gone the roundabout way. Well, you might have been there before we had highways. Yeah. <laughs> that could be. It's been a long time, I can tell you that much. When traffic jams were what? There were a couple of buffalo on the road. <laughs> when was the last time you were in Phoenix? Uh, about 20 years ago. Totally different place. Really? Totally yeah. different place. Totally different. And you can ask your brother. You know, your, is your he, brother Rabbi a lot, is right? there about four or five times a year. How does he get to vacation in Phoenix so often? And <laughs> it takes me decades to get down there, I'd like to know. Your Uncle Zalman comes every morning to learn in the cold. Very nice. He's an amazing man. And he a big is. advocate of Phoenix, Arizona. He loves the place. He built it. How do people get information? Is there a website? Is there, I don't know, anything information about Phoenix you can give out here? How do people uh, access So the different schools have websites. So we're orhatorphoenix.com. And there are, there are, there we're here together with quite a few other organizations, schools and schools. Our website in, in Scottsdale is called avastorah.org. It's avastorah, the Scottsdale Torah Center. And uh, all the all the schools have their own websites. So if you... If you search for Phoenix and you probably put the word Torah in, maybe throw in the word Scottsdale, you get a wealth of information. Very nice. So Scottsdale must be growing. Phoenix, I know, years ago when I was there, was already a bustling Jewish community, but Scottsdale at that time was not. It must be growing like crazy over the last few years. There are three Orthodox shuls in Scottsdale. In our shul alone, there are 90 families, and there are two other shuls. And, um, you know, I think it's hard to say how many Shomer Shabbos families there are in the whole city, but in Scottsdale alone, there's a mirroring 100. Rabbi Landsman, how different is Phoenix from New York? Give me the bottom line. Oh, much different. No traffic, <laughs> average commute, 15 minutes. Oh, gosh. If you commute half an hour, that's a long commute. Okay, yeah. if you see a gentleman who looks like this coming to visit you, then he's really serious about moving to Phoenix. We're trying to find the right community for ZK, and I have a feeling this conversation may have swayed him in your direction. I just want All to right. suggest to him that he comes in March. You know, because when you come in March to Phoenix, you, the, besides the beautiful weather and golf courses, over 100 of them, You'll also pick up 15 baseball teams, you know, in spring oh, training. Right up ZK's alley, let me tell you. <laughs> he can, he'll be surrounded by sports. I love it. Thank you, gentlemen. Rabbi Shoshan, Rabbi Landesman, yes, Thank you very Phoenix, much. Arizona. Let's hear it for Phoenix. We're applauding Phoenix, Arizona today here at the Nahum Siegel Network. That's right. A lot of different communities are represented here at the OU Community Fair. A lot of different communities. What do you think, ZK? Not bad, huh? You're ready? It's on your checklist. Phoenix has made it to his final checklist. Rabbi Leib Miller is here. Oh, my gosh. Rabbi Miller is representing. 
I assume that's Twin Rivers, New Jersey. Yes. We have a lot of friends in Twin Rivers, you know. I think you're close friends with our rabbi, Rabbi Aaron Grumman, right? Uh, rabbi Grumman's one of the best people in the world. Yeah. Uh, rabbi Grumman, is he officially in Twin Rivers? Is that what his synagogue is? That's, he is our rabbi. In Twin Rivers. The only. One and only. Because I know there are a couple of communities like around each other, right? Different communities. Yeah, but we're a one-shul town. Right. What are the cities that are around that area? It's East Windsor. Right. Manalapan's down the road. Right. Not, we're halfway between Lakewood and Edison, right. basically. When did people start to discover Twin Rivers? Well, Twin Rivers has been around for about 40 years now. Um, we're a very affordable community with... Um, mikvah, Eruv, day school K through eight, um, great kosher food available locally, and you can get a home for under two hundred thousand dollars. You can buy a home. So where can you have that? An hour from the city. Let's so. say that one more time. A sizable home. You can get a four bedroom, two and a half bath house, townhome for less than two hundred thousand dollars. ZK, would you like to start the uh, real estate proceedings now? <laughs> 200 grand, and how uh, how many minutes are you from Lakewood, New Jersey? We're a half hour from Lakewood and an hour on the bus or the train to the city. Half hour from Lakewood. A lot of schools there for your kids. We may have found the right, I don't know, we may bounce you now from Phoenix, get you out of the West Coast, and bring you back to New Jersey. How do you like that? You missed it. We took ZK all the way from the West Coast all the way back to the Garden State. How do you like that? Twin Rivers, a big and beautiful home for under 200 grand. What do you think of that? By Labe Miller. Rabbi Leib Miller attests to that. What other amenities are you pitching here today? What are what are the things that so are on your list? Our shul is very diverse. We have everybody from people who are not yet Shomer Shabbat to Black Hat, and our day school reflects that. The day school is fantastic teachers, fantastic Jewish education, secular education. Kids go K through eight. They go on to all kinds of high schools, yeshivas, Israel programs, college education. We have a whole track list of uh, track record of. Um, Kids who have been successful in all, all aspects of life from our community. We have a mikvah, an Eruv. And I think that mikvah, I think our friend Leon Goldenberg helped with that yeah, Leon Goldenberg has been instrumental yeah. in helping in many many areas in our community, especially in Shalom Torah Academy, our local day school. That's what you mean by the local day school. Yeah. So people who are listeners of ours, they've heard about it over the years, and it, uh, it certainly has grown, and it's uh, it, it continues to develop an amazing reputation. You have, I guess... Uh, an advantage is a group of cities or communities here today that have a certain advantage over others. And that is that you could honestly claim that you're in town while being out of town, or the opposite, you're out of town while being in town. That's meaning, right. meaning that anything people need from the immediate New York, New Jersey Jewish community, they can get, they can get their hands on, while at the same time they have the out-of-town prices and the out-of-town feel. Exactly, the feel where you can go outside on Shabbos and it's a five-minute walk through parks and playgrounds to your shul. And everything is local, and it's one big family, one big, happy, diverse family growing together with one rabbi. But uh, it's really an out-of-town feel. It's, you feel like you're living in the Catskills, like in the country somewhere. Were you at this fair before? This is our first time. This is the first time. So we uh, we don't know yet how, what kind of response there will be, but I'm hoping it'll be We've heard great one. things about it. The OU's been wonderful to us. And the uh, Twin Rivers is one of those places, like I say, that uh, you could be in town, but yet out of town. How do people find out information about Twin Rivers? So we have a website. It's uh, cte-twinrivers.org and um, and uh, that's Congregation Torah SMS and if you want to look at our, our uh, day school Shalom Torah Academy in Twin Rivers. Any kosher food establishments down there? So we have the local shop right has a full, full scale butcher um, fish department, bakery and there are three restaurants within a 20 minute drive. Pizzeria um, and Chinese, etc. That's without going to Lakewood, which is just a half an hour away. Right, plus Lakewood has a million offers. Yeah. 
Very interesting. And if you have a wedding in Lakewood, you're practically next door. How do you like that? How does Twin Rivers look? Looks good, ZK? You giving it a thumbs up? It's on his list of considerations. I thought you were plugging my uh, my business in Lakewood. We do flowers for weddings. So I Very nice. White ribbon florist, little plug. Very nice. Up. And where is that located? <laughs> That's based out of Lakewood. Very so. nice. I thought you were talking weddings. We go to weddings. So yeah. you're living in Lake in Twin Rivers. You're traveling to Lakewood. On a Working in basis. Lakewood. It's a beauty. It's half hour commute. No traffic. It's great. There's never any traffic. Never any traffic. Wow. I'm going to consider Imagine a life without traffic. Forget about ZK. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rabbi Leigh Miller. Twin Thank Rivers, you, New Jersey Appreciate gets it. a nice round of applause from us. Danny Goldberg is now considering Twin Rivers for him and his new wife, Dahlia. They're not, they're not heading to the West Coast. They're considering uh, Twin Rivers. How do you like that? More coming up. This is the Malcolm Siegel Network. We're live at the OU Community Fair in New York City. Uh, the fair is open until 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Come on down to 46th Street between 10th, between 11th and 12th Avenues in New York. Uh, log on community fair information to ou.org slash community and check out all the websites that we're mentioning this morning or actually this afternoon during our webcast here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Shalom, Shalom Aleinu V'al kol Yisrael V'al kol Yisrael V'imiru, v'imiru Amen O'seh Shalom Shalom, Shalom Aleinu V'al kol Yisrael V'al kol Yisrael V'imiru, v'imiru Amen Hoseh Shalom, Shalom Shalom, Shalom Aleinu V'al kol Yisrael V'al kol Yisrael V'imiru, v'imiru Amen
We are at the Orthodox Union's 5th International Jewish Communities Home and Job Relocation Fair. We're in New York. My name is Nachum Siegel. We're live. You can watch all the proceedings at NachumSiegel.com right now. And, of course, you can hear it all at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're uh, visiting with West Hartford, Connecticut. It's impossible to get to all 46 of the communities that are here, but we're trying our best. West Hartford, Connecticut has stepped up. Stuart Kessler. You know how people write the name and title of a guest? on a piece of paper and handed to me. This one says, Stuart Kessler, a great guy from West Hartford, Connecticut. That's his title. Stuart Kessler, welcome to the air. Thank you. And Daniela Robinson is here. She has amazing yichus. She happens to be a, a member of the Hallstock family, which is a uh, which is a very, very big deal for us. Daniela, welcome to the show. Thank you. West Hartford, Connecticut. None of us ever thought there was a Jewish community in West Hartford. How long has it been up there? Decades. It's that long? So many years? Yeah, we have one of the oldest uh, Hebrew schools in the country. 75 years anniversary is going to be this year. And the school's name is? The Bess and Paul Siegel Hebrew Academy. Yeah, someone mentioned this to me. When we were in Stanford, someone mentioned this to me about West Hartford. Now, one second. Hartford is where? Like exit 40 or something? Where's Hartford? Very close. Around 43 or so. 43. The old highlight days. I remember Hartford. That's right. So, okay. so yeah, And then how far is West Hartford from there? Is it literally next door? Correct. It's the next city over. That's correct. So how did that become the Jewish community? Does Hartford itself have one or not? Well, I think it was around the 60s when uh, you had Jewish flight out of uh, major cities, ah. and uh, it migrated out of Hartford, and uh, it settled in West Hartford. Into the West Hartford area. Any clue how many uh, families are involved in the community up there? Daniela, any idea? I'd say 100, 150 easily. That's nice. It's a very large Jewish area. We have, congre- we have congregations from all sects of the Jewish community. And we have a few very vibrant Jewish Orthodox shuls as well. Very nice. What's your big pitch today? What's the uh, the, the most? Uh, you, you can't do the weather like Phoenix did. That would be impossible. <laughs> Trust me, I know. We're here in New York, uh, and like I say, Winter has signed a long-term contract. It seems. But what, what, what can you offer uh, in West Hartford? What's a big pitch to people who are visiting you today? I'd say we have a very, very warm, welcoming community. And one of the highlights of the Hart- greater Hartford area is affordability. Oh. We, uh, compared people to don't always think of Connecticut with affordability. Correct. Um, we have lovely homes. We have welcoming schools. We have a day school, a very vibrant day school, as well as a high school. We have mikvah. We have kosher food. Um, and I think for me... My family, Avi and I moved from Boston, and we were blessed that he got a job in West Hartford right when I was pregnant with my twins, and we felt blessed that we were welcomed by such a beautiful community, and there's such an integration between the shuls and the schools that it's amazing that when I had my twins and I wasn't going to shul much on Shabbos, um, my husband would come pick up my daughter from, from home, and she would sit next to her teacher in shul and would sit on her lap and feel so welcomed and loved. And I didn't have to worry that she was roaming the, sh- roaming school, the shul on Shabbos. And I think that's a very strong selling point. I mean, you have a community of such an integration between the school and the shul. Additionally, it's beautiful to see such, a, such relationships that are blossoms across generations. Um, you don't have cliques of people in one age group hanging out with each other in shul. It's so common to have empty nesters having young people over and vice versa. And I think it says uh, it's one of the strengths of our community. We have that. Stuart, have you been there your whole life in West Harbor? I have not. I'm from New Jersey originally. Oh. And live How'd here you for, find it? 
Uh, I did take a job. I'm a physician, and uh, there's a lot of uh, great medical uh, opportunities there, a lot of uh, hospitals. I work at Hartford Hospital. Um, but I, I look at West Hartford as kind of New England's best-kept secret. Um, it's kind of midway between Manhattan and Boston. Um, Literally a couple hours each way? It's yeah. two, hours two hours to New York, an hour and a half to Boston, so really almost equidistant. Wow. How do you decide if you're a Yankee or Red Sox fan if you're born there? Uh, it's really That's split. That's impossible. It's split. Wow. It's We're split. Right, oh, it's right one down of those towns where, oh, boy. Absolutely. They, they do. Uh, We'd fit right in as Yankee fans. They do polls there all the time. It's Are you right serious? around there, yeah, is where the What about Patriots goes. and Jets? Does that happen or not? Or well, Giants? No, it's, it's <laughs> Patriot territory, but for a Jet fan like myself, it's, it's not easy being green over there. <laughs> I can only imagine. But, uh, no, but. But, you know, in addition to all the great things that Daniel mentioned in terms of having the infrastructure, um, having the affordability, and having also the, the sense that everyone really matters, because in an out-of-town type feel in a smaller Jewish community, really everyone does matter. If you're the type of person who really feels like, um, you know, I may or may not go make a million, I may or may not help out with this organization or this volunteer effort, when when it's a smaller Jewish community, everyone matters and everyone really you're rises. You're more motivated to participate. Absolutely. And it's also a beautiful place. So my family, I have a young family. Family. We have four kids. Uh, Robinson has three children. Uh, we both actually have twins. And we do a lot of outdoors things. And we do a lot of things in terms of boating and hiking and rivers. We also ski in the winter, so being close to Vermont is phenomenal. Wow. Um, Beautiful also, parks. Yep. Amazing parks. Sounds good, I'll tell you. You want to put West Hartford on the list, CK? Why not? Let's put them on the list. Now we're, we're having a Shabbaton the first weekend in June. So we love to have people come and check us out. And they can literally just make a reservation, be yep. put up with a family. and JewishWestHartford.org. JewishWestHartford.org. Okay. You're welcome to come for Shabbos as well. I appreciate that. We may send ZK as a representative. We're trying to find them a community. We'd love to have you. Stuart Kessler and Daniela Robinson, thank you. Let's hear it for West Hartford, everybody. Thank you. Woo! You're not clapping, ZK. That worries me. If West Hartford's a serious consideration of yours, you should be clapping. It's because of the arm injury. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know if that's public information yet about ZK's uh, <laughs> accident. If we have a good orthopedist in West Hartford, that might be... Oh, maybe Dr. Kessler. Are you an orthopedist by any chance? I'm a urologist, but Dr. Moss is an orthopedist, my good friend in West Hartford. So. Now you can kill two birds with one stone. Oh, he needs to know if he's here. <laughs> he's not here. You can Sorry. kill two birds with one stone. If you move to West Hartford, you can get a great home at an affordable <laughs> price, and you can get your hand checked out. How do you like that? All right. Thank you very much, thank both of you. Thank you so much. Thank have a great one. Uh, I'll tell you, nothing like the OU Jewish Community Fair. For those of you who thought there are no Jewish communities outside of New York and New Jersey, guess what? We're finding out differently today. To tell you that much. Aaron Leibowitz is here. Hey, Aaron Leibowitz is now with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. Imagine that. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen who are here in the auditorium and everybody listening, when you get to the fair, Nefesh Benefesh is upstairs. They have their own uh, Aliyah pavilion, if you will. Wonderful pavilion. We have representatives from uh, every community from the north to the south and, ev- and, the, and everything in between. We have employment counselors available to guide you and answer all your questions. Um, we have expert pre-Aliyah managers who are here to service you and answer everything you need to know about planning, making Aliyah, and uh, living the dream. All right. So uh, whatever you would find, I guess we could say, at any typical... Nefesh Benefesh recruitment event you're going to find here. You're going to find everything here upstairs at the OU Community Fair about making your life in Israel. Join us, second floor, right by the food, um, and uh, learn more about making Aliyah and living the dream. Oh, my gosh. If you're by the food, you're probably overrun with people We're up overwhelmed, there. so you can get sushi, hot dogs, and learn about Beersheba oh, yeah. and Mojian. 
Miriam Wallach reminds me that we were actually, was this one of the trips we were on or one of the trips we were already in Israel? We were on the flight? Miriam Wallach reminds me we were on your Aliyah flight. We were at, we actually made Aliyah with you. you the did. only difference was we came back. We came back and you did. <laughs> You're still living in Israel. Oh, we're Thank loving God. it. We're loving Where, it. What community are you in? We're in Modian. Wow. Uh, how incredible is Modian? How much snow in Modian on a typical winter? Uh, it's been rough this year. I think we've had negative five uh, five inches in Modian this year. I uh, I haven't wear, worn a winter jacket this uh, this year at all. So. When my staff wanted to escape the blizzard, they went to Modian. That's uh, when yeah. They ran. They ran to Modian, just like Aaron. He ran to Modian because of the weather. How do you like that? Yeah, anyway, this is a nice community. It's near the airport. It's a wonderful place, and hey, it's in Israel, so it has to be fantastic. fantastic. Informationnbn.org.il, upstairs pavilion here at, uh, what are we calling this, Metropolitan West? Metropolitan West upstairs pavilion, where the food is. That's where you'll where find. the food is, come Nefesh upstairs, Benefesh. second floor, come visit us at Nefesh Benefesh, living, love Israel. We look forward to uh, answering all your questions and to helping you uh, find your community. Thank you, Aaron. There it is. Have a big round of applause for Israel. We've been applauding for all the communities visiting us. How about one for Israel? Yeah. They deserve a round of applause after all. It's the Holy Land. He'll be back for Yom Yerushalayim celebration. Coming up uh, two Sundays from now, three Sundays from now. When is Yom Yerushalayim? I'm so confused. The 28th of ER, so I guess three Sundays. Three weeks from today is Yom Yerushalayim. Um, all right, we're here at the OU Jewish Community Fair. OU community, OU.org slash community has... Uh, has all the information. We'll have more about Nefesh Benefesh later on. Meanwhile, we'll head back to some uh, acapella selections. Be back with plenty more if you keep it right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
All right, we're at the OU Community Fair here in New York. Uh, those are the Maccabees who are doing a lot of our music or acapella selections today. How do you like that? We've heard from a lot of communities so far. Now we're up to Atlanta, Georgia. I was in Atlanta, Georgia 20 years ago. I did a lot of traveling 20 years ago. I was in Phoenix. <laughs> a lot of traveling back then. I was in Atlanta, Georgia 20 years ago. I'll never forget my visit there. It was amazing. It was spectacular. They had a, uh, a, a meat restaurant called, help me out here, gentlemen. It was called Kosher Bites, maybe? No, what was it called? I think it's been closed down since. What was it called? Do you remember? It was like a, one of these fast food joints down in Atlanta. And then they were all preparing for the Olympics. This was back in the early 90s. Preparing for the, remember, remember the Olympics were in 1996, right? 96 in Atlanta? 96. Remember that? Yeah. Where do the football teams play now? Where are they? Which are not the Georgia Dome anymore? Are Georgia Dome. Are they in the Although Georgia they're Dome? building a new uh, new stadium. Let me introduce my Atlanta guests who seem to know everything about the Southeast. Uh, rabbi uh, Adam Starr is the rabbi of the young Israel of Toco Hills. Toco Hills. Who was just there? Was it Ari Fuchs's grandmother? I think. Yeah. I think Ari Fuchs had my kids over in January in Toco Hills. Do you remember seeing a couple of guys who look like me, dominating in your shul? Guests of, uh, of, um, guests of, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm losing it. <laughs> guests, uh, I know, I know we have time constraints here, but I gotta get, Ari Fuchs from Muncie, you know Ari? You know Ari Fuchs comes to visit his grandmother down there? They were with him. Anyway, they had a lot of nice things to say about your synagogue, Rabbi. And Hillel Glazer is here, who originally is from Teaneck, New Jersey, and yet chose to live in Georgia. Amazing. Explain that one! It's very simple, my wife got a job down there, so I had no choice. I what mean, line of work are you in? I'm in manufacturing. All right. Is Atlanta good for manufacturing? Atlanta's great for manufacturing. Is your, manufacturing. Is, you have a short commute or not? My commute is actually pretty good, about 12 minutes. That's it? I used to commute to Patterson, New Jersey, and this, uh, that was 13 minutes. Uh, I could vouch for Patterson. Yeah. who's still live in that area. All right. Uh, what can you tell us about Atlanta? Start with the weather. Acceptable or unacceptable? Rabbi, what do you say? The weather is amazing. A lot of humidity, huh? There's a lot of humidity in the summer, but uh, the winters are mild. Spring and fall are gorgeous. I'd love to say that Pesach and Sukkot are phenomenal. It's exactly like Lahavdil, but uh, um, Eretz Yisrael in terms is of Is that the a guarantee? Are you offering a guarantee anybody moves to Atlanta? If you move, I guarantee Is it. going to weather-wise enjoy both major holidays? Absolutely. Okay, write that down, please. Danny Goldberg, get that down, please. I want to, we're going to hold Atlanta to this. I'll be checking their weather error of Sukkot. They're invited to my home for Sukkot. <laughs> to see what's happening down there. What about housing prices and tuition? You know, one of the reasons people come to the community fairs, they want to know about affordability in different communities. What can Atlanta say about being affordable? I think for the most part it comes down to the real estate market. I, uh, you can find a home, a three- or four-bedroom home, between three and $400,000. And the real estate taxes are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of four to $5,000. Wow. And certainly not like what I was used to up in the north, uh, in, in northern New Jersey. Well, Bergen County knows one of the highest counties in America. That's correct. When and, it comes uh, to housing taxes. Yeah, so Atlanta certainly, uh, when it comes to uh, real estate and the cost of living, uh, there's an advantage. You know what impressed me about Atlanta when my kids came back and gave their report? And I'm being serious about this. There, was a, there were a million things to do. A million tours to take. Coca-Cola's there. Uh, the, the College Football Hall of Fame is there. It's like a lot of, lot yeah. of different things to enjoy down right. there, it seems. And people are friendly, which is weird. That was another thing they mentioned. Yeah. They mentioned that people would come over to them of all types. And people smile. Of all yeah, yeah. Kind of freaks you out a little bit when you see it at Correct. first. They it's very disenchanting. For, you know, for a kid raised in the New York City yeah. subway, it was a very, yeah. very strange it's thing. It's suspicious at first, but you realize <laughs> it's just normal. Yeah. His friends have to reassure him that everybody does it. <laughs> what can I tell you? All right. So we have the affordable. 
affordability factor. Uh, the, I know that your day school is known to be a, a high-quality day school, which is obviously great. Well, our, our day school is actually a great story because it took two schools, the, what was once the Greenfield Hebrew Academy, which was a K-8, through eight, and then took Yeshiva Atlanta, which is a 9-12, through 12, and just this past year they merged to become one, which is the Atlanta Jewish Academy. It's really a national story um, of, of resources coming together, and we're really proud of this really strong and up-and-coming modern Orthodox K-12. through 12. Do a lot of the kids in Atlanta stay for high school? Um, almost all stay for ice. Almost all of them yes. do. Very nice. I know there's always been an active corridor between Atlanta and Baltimore and other places where kids used to go to school. but Within our community, uh, they, they're all staying through high school. Very nice. So there you have it. All right, Adam Starr, the rabbi of the young Israel, Toko Hills. That's where you want to check out, ZK, Toko Hills. When ZK hears of their helms available at a large size for three to $400,000, all of a sudden his tentacles are raised. He wants to hear more about it. So don't be shocked if you see him drifting toward the Atlanta booth later on today. And Hillel Glazer, who's originally from New Jersey, could vouch for how incredible life down in Atlanta is. How many kosher restaurants, by the way? Uh, We've got to be up to about eight or nine. Eight or nine? People who have business meetings in Atlanta actually have a choice of where they want to dine? There's an amazing place called Fuego Mundo, a South American place. It's so funny. People come from up north. They're like, we've heard about your restaurant. We're like, okay, we love it. It's terrific. It's How long great. have you been the rabbi down there? Seven years. Very nice. Great meeting you both. I uh, hope to see you down there in Georgia when we come to visit. Uh, rabbi Adam Starr, hello, Glazer, to Daraba. Thank, Thank you. And I have to say, go Hawks. We finally have a good uh, sports. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. For people who were who were going nuts yesterday to make sure Brooklyn won, so that our tickets for tomorrow night will be worthwhile. Trust me, we're going for the Brooklyn Nets. Go a little, a little, a little uh, rivalry here being formed in the NBA playoffs. How do you like that? Uh, thank goodness they won yesterday. Finally, tomorrow night won't be a waste of time with my kids. Uh, yeah, I'm a lifelong Brooklyn Nets fan, even though they've only been in Brooklyn for a couple of years. Thank you, Atlanta. Atlanta, you Georgia. Us. Atlanta, Georgia. A real, the, you know what the state, you know what the state um, nickname is, uh, ZK? What's the state nickname of Georgia? Hey, Hillel, do you know what the state nickname of Georgia is? The Peach? Peach State, right. Very good. I am uh, impressed. Oh, my God, look who's here. Wow. I have not seen this man. You know, what was the last? If you know the answer to this question, when the last time was you and I saw each other, I'll give you a special prize. This is Adam Rosen from supposedly Boynton Beach. Although when Adam tells he's from somewhere, you never know. He could be from 100 other places. How are you, sir? Excellent. I think the last time uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, go ahead. Was it at a wedding? Someone's wedding? How long ago are you thinking? I'm thinking um, in the last, uh, it's got to be eight, nine, ten years. Oh, was it that recent? I'm because thinking. What was the strangest place you and I ever met? Most, strangest? Most unusual place. I hope this is. I hope. By the way, I hope I'm right about this. Otherwise, it'll be I so embarrassing. I don't remember anything. Uh, the first time we met was 1989. First jam in the AM Israel tour. Correct. That, that was the first time we met. True or false? Quarter century. Of True or false? You and I were at the same Donahue show, where yeah. David Duke was. Yes. There you go. Yes. We were there together. Wow. We were there together to fight anti-Semitism. Wow. To fight the bad guys. We were wow. there, me and Adam. But you didn't know that I subsequently went to a Sally Jesse show with. Uh, with uh, Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summer. Holy cow. Talking about their uh, alcoholic past, you know, family, that kind of we stuff. We could review all the talk shows <laughs> we've been to. <laughs> so, uh, it was great to I see I enjoyed it. my distinction that day. I was the first person in the audience to ask a question of David Duke. 
Right. So right. I enjoyed that. Anyway, right. nice to reunite. You're now in Boynton Beach? In Boynton Beach for Adam, uh, almost 11 years. Adam Rosen is here. He's in Boynton Beach, Florida. Now, look, you and I are not exactly... Uh, you know, in the tw- in the uh, twenty uh, in the twenties uh, age range, right? Uh, but nonetheless, we're not exactly retirees. We're not exactly empty nesters, if you will. Right. Why would somebody in their forties, for instance, be interested in a place like Boynton Beach? Well, we moved to Boynton Beach uh, in two thousand four. Yeah. Um, wow, you've been less than forty years old then. Right, and we had. Uh, we had a group of families who realized that we needed a mainstream Orthodox shul to grow the community. Um, and Boynton was a very retiree type it community. Was, it was strictly a retiree community until 2004. Uh, there were some developments that were being built specifically to attract young Orthodox families. Did it work? Uh, and it worked because the first wave, including us, came in. We were in Forest Hills, and we decided to make a lifestyle change. Wow. And uh, so we did so. We ended up, um, we had 17 families. We started a, a minion in November of 05. We were going uh, house to house for about 10 months. We pooled money from members, uh, purchased a house and converted it into a shul. And we were there for five and a half years. But along the way, we were extremely fortunate because uh, we were just very, very, Matsliach is the only way to say it, uh, the right people with the right uh, generosity and abilities just kind of surfaced in our community over years. We purchased a piece of land, and uh, three years ago today, as a matter of fact, we opened the doors to uh, our brand-new amazing building, 9,000-square-foot state-of-the-art building. Who's the rabbi? Uh, uh, well, Avi Billet. Is the rabbi the rabbi. And, in fact, uh, we're very excited to say that as of last Sunday, um, he's been with us over five years, but in a part-time capacity, and we've kind of ramped it up. But as of last Sunday night, uh, we were finally, thank God, in a position to offer him a full-time contract. So he is now going to be embarking on a full-time family, moving into the area full-time. He accepted the contract. Accepted the contract, and uh, this is huge for the community. We've gone from 72 to about 185 families in three years. So why? So the question is, And many of them young families? So now this is the game changer. So much more so in the last three years. We've had a major influx of younger families, so much so that now we've started a uh, preteen teen minion. We have the first ever junior NCSY chapter. Um, the kids are playing up and down the streets on Shabbos afternoons. My wife grew up uh, in a bungalow colony summertime, you know, and she says it's just like a bungalow colony mentality. People are in and out of each other's homes. Uh, we have the best of all worlds. We have uh, within 20 minutes... We have a dozen restaurants. We have the wow. first, our BJ's is the first in the country outside of New York and New Jersey to go under the Cuff K last year, first in the country. And uh, the infrastructure just building out, building By out. By the way, you mentioned the restaurants. I'm of the opinion now that your area, north of Miami Beach, whatever you want to call that area, uh, is the best in terms of kosher food, both in terms of amount and selection and the value. Um, yeah, I. I think it's a good capital of uh, I Yeah, I think so. And you have a good concentration of people supporting these places. Right. Um, but we, but the big, big, big reason, number one, that people are looking in Boynton is, and, and I mean from within Florida and without Florida, right. is the housing prices. Because you those cannot, housing prices are approximately 
Listen carefully, ZK. Family of uh, five that Family wants, five that wants a, a four-bedroom four uh, house. What do they do? How much do they pay? You can get a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bedroom house for about two fifty. So. I don't believe it. Wait a second. There's no way. No, way. 250000 yeah. Can I get a comment from uh, you, please? It's, it's can you true. say something about this? Who's that man behind the camera? <laughs> ZK, we're trying to who's find the him. man who's fainting behind the camera? We're trying to find them a community. The now, now, uh, so but it's true. So two hundred fifty thousand. You, you can get, get six bedroom, bedroom five bathroom homes in the low fives. Tell me about hurricanes. Baruch Hashem, we besides the first year that we lived there, in which we had five hurricanes, and wow. at that point we're rethinking our move <laughs> uh, after shuttering our home three times. Um, but thank God. It's been constant? Never, not one since then. And they say it goes in 30-year cycles. So, Blian Haro, you know, we're at least a, a generation away from Kasra Shalom, anything like that again. You know, we're we're, we're he, further inland, too. We're the, It's four miles from the water and in, which ah, is like a so mandatory evacuation center. We have, we're eight miles. Right. So, See, he's been considering further. today a Phoenix and Twin Rivers. Now I think Boynton is going to be on his list as well. You see, another big advantage we have is being on the East Coast. Right. And a lot of the people who are in attendance today, and they've already talked to us at the booth about it. A lot of movement between they, they, New York and they have a They have a, uh, you know, what I call for an moving. active corridor. Right, exactly. And there is no better serviced corridor in the world, right, as a matter of fact, than New York area to right. Florida. Right. I mean, the other thing is all three airports in South Florida, none of our hubs. So that means the pricing is better. It's not like coming out of Atlanta or Chicago, Dallas, Charlotte, major hubs. Right. They want better those pricing. Filled. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's been, do you ever drive it from the New York area to Boynton? You ever? Yeah, we actually spend several weeks up in uh, West Hempstead each summer. And, uh, and you do it by car. There. Yeah, we do it by car. Um, it's, uh, and this is perfect. And, and this one, is perfect. And one last thing. Yeah. Malcolm, and this is an intangible that we didn't even realize ourselves till we got there. When we moved, our two oldest kids were four and two. Right. Every day of the year is an outdoor day for your I kids. I know. Oh, that's one you know, advantage. You know, you know the drill. Oh. Cooped up in your home, frosting out, icing, sleep. You know the theory that, that the, the reason some of the best football players in the country come and athletes come from Florida is because they're always playing ball all year. They're getting the experience all year round. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really been an amazing growth. Uh, I think it... It far exceeded my expectations you know, when we started out. I was in Florida in January, saw public school kids coming out in shorts from their school. I said, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is this is the life. It's cathartic. It's very cathartic. All right, listen, before you leave the area, where's Danny Goldberg? He left? Danny, make sure you get a photo of Adam with ZK, if you don't mind, before he before he leaves the area. Adam, thank you so much. Thanks. Great, Great to see you, see you Boynton Beach. Let's have a nice round of applause for Boynton Beach, everybody. Woo! Thank They're you. here at the fair. That's right. They're here at the fair. Oh, Benny Dax has some important information for us. Benny Dax wants me to, uh, hey, Benny Dax wants us to, to encourage everybody to vote Torah. Where we met? Where's Mayor? That's a good one, Adam. Mayor Weingarten is still helping people go to Israel on a regular basis, and he's going to be thrilled to know you asked for him. Thank you, Adam. All right, here uh, here's Benny Dax. Hi, Nachum. How are you doing? Thanks I'm so doing much. fine, except the Votora deadline is fast approaching. We're in the final home stretch, five days left. Thursday. How many people who are eligible to vote have not voted yet, I'd like to know? you have any Probably clue? close to a million. All right, there are a lot of people. A lot. There could be thousands out there who seriously have not yet voted in the Votora election. You're yes. encouraging everybody here. Here, it's an unbelievable thing. The OU has given us a tremendous opportunity. What an amazing partner in the Vote Tower campaign. 
They're helping us. We're giving an opportunity to anyone here at the actual event today, at the convention, free lunch if you register to vote. It's a win-win for everyone. Make sure you vote when you go get lunch, Zika. Right. You got free free voted. You know, lunch is free for anyone who voted today. And we have a lot of representatives walking around. It's five days left. It's really crucial. And, you know, it's really, we still have no clue. You know, we have no clue how the vote tour campaign is going. But we know it's really important to show our support to this. I can't imagine that anybody who pays attention to what's happening in our community doesn't understand the importance of voting. Right. Now they just have to, have, have to actually right. go and do it. Exactly. And they have until Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday night, 12 a.m. It expires. Right, so 11.59 Thursday. on Thursday. It's crucial, crucial. We're asking everyone. In general, the voting is low, so that's you know really could be right. positive for us. Right. Um, you know, there's so much at stake, which you know, the billion dollars in budget and the actual effect of, you know, having the control in the government and the World Zionist Congress and really showing the Torah values there. We need the World Zionist Congress to show that the Orthodox community is strong and vibrant and all just, over the world. And just to show you how critical every organization takes this, any major religious Zionist organization or any organization that claims to have an affiliation with religious Zionism are all on the list of sponsors of Torah. 100%. Every single organization. You is probably are it. shocked by the amount of cooperation you've seen <laughs> the last few months. Well, you know that's our favorite thing to discuss. That like, at the Votor is the only time that we see all these organizations working together in the Amichad unity. But we'd love it to continue after Votor, and that's something that we know is strong and important. But it is a crucial thing that should show the importance of the election. That if all these parties that are, don't always work together, these organizations come together for one thing. That shows the importance right there. The easy way to do it. And it's anybody, what age? Anyone over 18. 18 and over. 18 uh, and over. Easiest way is votetorah.org. That's it. Simple, easy, votetorah.org. It's all over. It's on the Nachum Siegel Network. You could click on the banner right from there. Today, the OU also posted, and we're all here to encourage the Votora. And thank you again for always your support during the campaign. A pleasure. Let's make it happen, and this is really an election where we can say that every vote counts because every, every vote every, means more involvement, exactly, more funds, etc. Exactly. Husband, wife, right. children, anyone in the household could vote. If you're 18 to 30, it's only five dollars. If you're over 30, it's 10. I'm just going to throw it out there. Rav Herschel Schachter came out right away and said, "This is direct Meister money, the ten dollars." Correct. He made a psach on that, and that's tremendous to show you just how simple it is. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, Benny Dax. Thanks as always. Have a great day. Thank you so much. We should always be enthusiastic about our causes the way Benny is about Votara. Excellent. Hey, Memphis, Tennessee is up next. Woohoo! What do they say down in Memphis? What's the uh, what's the big Memphis thing? Shalom, y'all. Shalom, y'all. Y'all is very important. We y'all. It's a helpful word. Y'all, in this case, is Jessica and Joel. Joel Siegel. Holy cow. How are you, Joel? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. Joel Siegel is from Memphis, Tennessee? No, originally from Fairlawn, New Jersey. Imagine that. And you ended up in Memphis, huh? Ended up in Memphis. And Joel Siegel is in what line of work? I'm a general pediatrician. Very nice. Medi- I, hope, I hope there are a lot of kids in Memphis. Lots of kids. Our Great medical community. Jessica Baum is originally from? Memphis. From Memphis, Tennessee. Born and bred, huh? Absolutely. Well, you would know how incredible a community it is, if that's the case, if you've been there your entire life. What can you tell our audience about Memphis? Well, actually, I have not been there my entire life. I was raised in Memphis, uh, went to the University of Maryland, and then my husband and I lived in the New York area for five years. You're a Terp. I am a Terp. The deal was we are moving back to Memphis. You decided that's the place. Oh, we knew that because it's such a—it was an amazing place to grow up, and I have such fond memories of 
the Marlin Hebrew Academy, which is um, an Orthodox day school pre-K pre three through 12th grade. And, you know, I went there. All of my siblings went there. It's just such a warm, inviting community. And everyone really looks out for each other. And we have four Orthodox shoals. And I knew that that you was the place You have one of the legendary Orthodox shoals in the history of this country down in Memphis. And Memphis, when I was growing up, was always the gateway to the Jewish South. It was always very, very much affiliated with Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, any community that had anything, uh, that had any growth in the southern, southern part of the United States, it all seemed to have come from Memphis and that incredible community that's been there for so long. So. Right, it's definitely a strong partnership with the smaller Jewish communities in the South and also many dormers who come from those communities which lack a Jewish high school. They can come to the, to the dorm, and they do come to the dorm at the Margolin Hebrew Academy, which has both a boys' dorm as well as a girls' dorm. So it's very inviting both in, in the community as well as throughout the southern United States. Very nice. What's the big pitch today for Memphis? Every community that's here seems to have something that they're really concentrating on when it comes to a pitch to the uh, to the visitors. What's Memphis's pitch I mean, today? Memphis has been ranked the most affordable city in the country by numerous magazines. So the combination of the affordability with the vibrant Jewish community, there's nothing like it. Memphis. Very unique. What are housing prices like down there? They're a joke compared to the New York area. I.E., can you give me an example? Uh, I mean, you can easily find a three-bedroom uh, home minutes away from the, minutes walking distance from the shul for 200000 larger uh, 3,500-square-foot house two steps away from the shul for uh, 350000 But there's... Affordable homes for everyone. Very, very close to Shuls. Joel Siegel and Jessica Baum. Jessica, have you chosen a home yet? Have you gone house shopping down there yet? We have. Um, we bought a home in Memphis. It's 3,100 square feet. We have a pool and a garage, and each month we pay half of what we paid for our two-bedroom apartment in Riverdale. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Miriam Wallach. You have something you'd like to add about Memphis? Uh, there yes. you go. First of all, I love Memphis. Really? I visited Memphis. It's an incredible community. Also you should hear what Memphis thinks of you, by the way, also very highly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. But anyway, they um, they also, kudos to them, they absorbed families after Katrina. That's right. That's and they right. should get a lot of props for that. That's what's called southern hospitality. Yes. And, and you should also know, by the way, when I slept over in Memphis, I was scared out of my mind because nobody locked their doors. I was like, aren't you going to lock your doors? The door? house you were in, they yes, didn't lock their like, doors? no, why would we lock our doors? I'm like, okay, I'm from New York. We lock our doors. Joel, what do you say about this? You're in you're the medical field. You know about safety and security. <laughs> what do you say about not locking doors in Memphis? I think it gives you a, a good sense of just exactly. how welcoming and friendly uh, people are in Memphis. So you're not suspecting that there was an attempted Miriam Wallach kidnapping. You're not. You're not <laughs> suggesting that. That we set it up to make sure backfire. to make sure she would disappear forever. You're not suspecting that. So the people people's <laughs> homes are always uh, doors are always open for visitors and for kids who are looking for a looking for a game on a on a Shabbos afternoon. It's a wonderful community and everyone should come and visit because you'll be blown away by how vibrant the community is. Jessica, when you grew up there, did you get along well with other communities? Because it seems in the South, for some reason, like different neighborhoods, people of really varied backgrounds have a habit of just getting along well. Absolutely. Um, you know, in, in other communities, you know, in different cities. I know. Down South, it seems like everybody's so neighborly. doesn't matter what background you're from, what religion you are. It just seems everyone is just happy to be near other people. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's always the case in other places. Well, as far as getting along within the city of Memphis, I think what's so special about our community is that it's so cohesive. So, you know, I found that maybe in other communities, it might be if you go to a particular shoal, that's... That's who you're always around, and you can't really go to a different show because that's your show. Right. And it's not the case in Memphis at all. So it's nice. It's just that you know, if there's 
a sim club going on, you know, down the street at a different shul, then you know, that's where you go because we're all so close. And you know, what's really special about the Memphis Jewish Community Center, which has an amazing facility, is that there's so much programming that's geared towards the entire Jewish community. So it's I haven't Memphis isn't really segmented in any way. Very nice. A lot of togetherness, which is beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, you guys have been to this fair before or not? Memphis has, but not not we us individually. Has Memphis benefited from it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we've had many families come by, and, and again, many surprised by everything that Memphis has to offer. So absolutely. Very nice. A pleasure meeting you both. Thanks Jessica Baum and Joel Siegel. Let's have a round of applause for Memphis. Every oh, look who's here! Look who's here representing Memphis. Did you guys know that you have company? Absolutely. Tell everybody who this is, please. This is the king is don't, here, don't, baby. Don't tell me you don't know who it is. <laughs> Everybody knows the king. How y'all doing? The king of rock and roll is from Memphis. ZK, you know who that is? It's Mr. Presley himself. Everybody should come on down. We have oh, well, oh, bless my soul, could it really be? The people coming down to Memphis, Tennessee, feeling all confused and feeling messed up. Just come on down, and we'll hook you up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on down to Memphis. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you King. Wow, with your schedule that you're able to be here at the OU Fair, that's pretty amazing, I must say. It wasn't easy, but I knew how important it was to be here. They probably booked you years ago knowing them. Oh, yes, sir. I, I came back. I was reborn. Came yeah. back for just this occasion. Reborn? We've seen you at a million events in the last two years. Trust oh. me. Trust me. We know you've no, been this reborn. this is a real King right here. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Elvis. Thank you. Thank you, thank Jessica. You very much. And thank you, Joel. Thank you for having thank us. You, you got to fly back with this guy? <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> well, Jessica said everybody gets along down there, so obviously everybody gets along with Elvis. Shouldn't be a problem. Thank you very much. Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. We are visiting with a lot of communities today. Overland Park, Kansas. Holy cow. Just when you wondered whether Kansas has any Jewish communities, the folks from Overland Park, Kansas, are here. Howard Cass is here. I think we've met Howard before, if I'm not mistaken. What is it? Kaz. Howard Kaz is here. I need a pronunciation guide sometimes. Kaz. Howard Kaz is here. Is that correct? Kaz. H. Oh, that's an H. Not only do I need a pronunciation guide, I need someone on my staff who knows how to spell Howard Haas is here. Very, very good. It's an H. Yeah. Hear me okay? <laughs> and Rabbi, uh, is it Donnie? Yes. Rabbi Donnie Rockoff is here. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A pleasure to have you here. Overland Park, Kansas. How long, Mr. Haas? Yes, sir. Has there been a Jewish community in Overland Park, well, Kansas? Well, I have to let you know that my school, Hyman Brand Hebrew Academy. We've heard of it. They're always at the Sarachek tournament. Thank you, sir. They won it one year, I think. Indeed, we did. Yeah. And we are celebrating our 50th anniversary next year. Congratulations. That's and the golden anniversary. Indeed. And we're the third oldest community day school in America. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, could you imagine? Third oldest community day school in America is in Overland Park, Kansas. How close is this to uh, places we've heard of like Kansas City and other cities? Give us a geographical... Uh, I would say you're talking maybe 15 minutes between Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what type of community is it? What are you offering here today? What's the big pitch to visitors to your booth? I'm going to have dear Rabbi say something about that. Rabbi Rockoff, what's the big pitch today to the booth? What are you selling at Overland Park, Kansas? Well, you heard about a great day school. Uh, housing, three-bedroom house, $160,000. Under two hundred grand. This is, I think this is the right. first time we've had an under two hundred grand quote today. 
for a house. Oh, my God. We're trying to find a home for ZK. We got a home for ZK. You have a home for him? We do. He would love to be paying only 200 grand for a house. Wouldn't you love that? That would be great. Yeah, what are taxes down there who wants to know? Do you have any clue? About $2,000. That's two, three thousand a year. What do you think of that? Not bad, huh? We may have found the place for you, Overland Park. Are there kosher facilities? Are there amenities that people in Overland... I'd like to introduce this gentleman... Uh, Rabbi like Mendel Siegel down. over here who runs the Kosher Kansas City. Rabbi Mendel Siegel runs Kosher Kansas City. Indeed. Welcome to the show, Rabbi. I'm pretty sure I just run Kansas City. <laughs> you run the entire city of Kansas City, is that it? Uh, what, is, kosher. What, what is there in the Kosher category in Overland Park? It's a, it's growing, we'll put it that way. We've got a, a grocery store, the Hen House Market, that has a full-service kosher deli. Anything from fried chicken, rotisserie chicken. chicken. They're putting it in a smoker soon. They're going to offer some barbecue. We've got a, a senior living facility that that offers glock kosher, and they have a cafe open all weekdays. We've got JCC Rams Cafe. It's run by the PTA of the Hyman Brand Hebrew Academy. They're open all week. People come there for lunch. It's a lot of fun. Get to see the kids have fun and, and eat. What else? We, what else Barbecue. we got? They got more than the Lower East Side of Manhattan has. I'll tell you that much. Most importantly, we got Mendel's. What's Mendel's barbecue rub and barbecue sauce. How good uh, we, is that? We, we hold a humongous event in August. Uh, we're going into our fourth annual kosher barbecue competition and festival. Uh, we've got is this the one that Mattis hundreds of features? people. He always features that, right? Yeah. Hundreds of people from all over the country yeah. come in for our event, and of course in Kansas City itself, we get all walks of life. It's a lot of fun. I can only imagine how great it is. One of our staff members is always featuring it on his show. Yes. Very into barbecue. Yes. And is that true? Yes, best. Also, you have customers here in the New York area. Supposedly. We do. We're working on it. We've got some. We've got some interest. Imagine that. I want to emphasize, please, that we have. It's a community day school. But we have a special track for the Orthodox, which we have about six years, because our mantra is we don't want to send any children away. We want Very to keep nice. everybody there. That's what we have to offer, also. Very nice, Overland Park, Kansas. Rabbi Rockoff, how long have you been down there? Seven years. Seven years already. Boy, oh boy. And um, what kind of community would you say it is? How would you describe it? Well, we have about 150 families in the, sh- in the shul right. and growing. And uh, definitely a, a diverse uh, spectrum, but uh, a group of uh, different age ranges, a lot of Plenty kids. Plenty of young kids in the community? A lot of young, kids. young we kids. We have a big stroller parking lot. <laughs> Imagine that. When is the 50th anniversary celebration for the school? Is there going to be one? It's going to be in May, and we're already making the plans now. We just had last year, we always pick people from the community. Last year, we honored Henry Block. He's from Kansas, from H&R Block. Right. He's been very philanthropic with us, so it's been a very positive experience, these dinners. Do you sometimes feel? Do you sometimes find it shocking that people in the New York, New Jersey area don't realize that there are major Jewish communities outside of this area? Always. It's mind-boggling. But the Royals have put us on the map now. Oh, the Kansas City Royals. Hey. Shout out for the Royals. Weren't they just in the middle of some big fight the other night? A little, a little They were in the one. middle of some brouhaha. Did you know br- that? It was a brouhaha. Yeah, brouhaha. All I remember about the Kansas City Royals is the uh, Hoshana Rabba night, 1976. That's all I remember when Chris Chambliss beat them with a ninth-inning home run to win the American League pennant. You guys remember that? No, I missed it. <laughs> I, the, uh, I, I had a feeling American, that Howard American, would remember it. American League champions. American That's League, what I remember. Yeah, American right. League champions. They're the American League champions. And once they got to the World Series, they couldn't do much. Oh. Who, who'd they take on? St. Louis? Was that your team they took on? Or San Francisco? San Francisco. San Francisco? 1985. 
Oh, 85. 85. That was St. Louis in 1985. I remember that. All right. We could sit and talk baseball all day long. I want to visit Overland Park. Put it on our itinerary. We must come visit Overland Park. Kansas is celebrating 50 years of their incredible school. And it sounds like you're right in the center of the country. Like you're close to everything, it sounds like. We are the center of the world. How far from Chicago? One hour flight. One hour flight to Chicago. And very close to Dallas as well, right? Indeed. There you go. Right that, around the corner. We could do an entire and tour. Louis. And St. Louis. Yep. That's right. We could do an entire tour of that area. We could do a barbecue cook-off between the three Wichita. towns. And a baseball trip at the same time. Let's Indeed. come for the barbecue event. Yep. And by the way, this guy Siegel spells his name the right way. For that reason enough, we should go. Indeed. Are you a lady? Of course. So we should go to the barbecue event. Do a baseball trip and visit all those towns at the same time. I love it. Good and idea. maybe ZK will finally find the home in Overland Park. We'd love to deposit him there in Overland Park, Kansas, and come visit him once in a while. Rob, I thank you so much. Howard, a pleasure to meet you. Thanks to the entire family of people from Overland Park, Kansas, for visiting us here. More coming up. This is the Nachum Siegel Network. Never say never.
material from the Maccabees here at the uh, OU Fair. We're in the uh, main pavilion here in uh, New York City on 46th Street at the, uh, what's the name of the facility, Mr. Goldberg? Metropolitan West, thank you. Big shout out to Steve Savitsky. <laughs> Steve Savitsky is the one who uh, created the OU Jewish Fair. It was his idea. He has seen it grown now where all these communities and thousands of people come on out to enjoy a, a little tour of Jewish America and beyond. How do you like that? So a big shout-out to Steve Savitsky. Hey, our friends from Richmond, Virginia were by, and now ZK has added Richmond, Virginia to his list because they're offering free tuition. Free tuition in Richmond, Virginia. Go to JewishRVA.com, JewishRVA.com, and sign up for their May 29th Shabbaton. Um no jobs the 29th of March that week. 29th of May that weekend. You have to be at the Shabbaton in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, ZK is going to be there. I hope you'll be there as well. I want to remind everybody that we have so many that are represented here. Obviously, Israel represented by Nefesh Benefesh. All the communities of Israel are represented on the second floor at the OU Jewish Communities Fair. In addition, Charleston, South Carolina, Cincinnati, Savannah, Twin Rivers, New Jersey. We spoke with them. Atlanta, Molden, Mass. Springfield, New Jersey. Dallas, West Hartford. Ronhurst, Pennsylvania. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Chesterfield, Missouri. We know they have at least one Jewish fair. That we know for sure. There's at least one. I don't know if the Goldbergs can prove that anybody else lives there, but Danny could certainly vouch. There are a couple of people from Chesterfield there? All right. Linden, New Jersey. South Bend. Wynwood, PA. Phoenix, Arizona. East Brunswick. Orlando. Harrisburg. Lido Beach. Las Vegas. Overland Park. West Orange. Manalapan. Long Branch. 
San Antonio, Mount Kisco, Memphis, Stanford, Providence, Milwaukee, Seattle, Long Beach, Queens Park, PA, White Oak, PA, Fairlawn, Fleetwood. Where's Fleetwood, New York? Is that in Westchester? Yeah. How come Michael Feltz knows the answer to everything? <laughs> my whole life, my cousin Michael knows the answer to everything. He knew who was in the 1985 World Series. He knows where Fleetwood... Uh, Oh, I know why, because you're always passing it probably from Connecticut to New York. It's not, it's on the way. Richmond, Virginia, Cherry Hill, Jacksonville, Florida, Southfield, Michigan, Silicon Valley, Boynton Beach, Paramus, New Jersey, East Windsor, Elizabeth, and Livingston. Those who are uh, joining me on the Malcolm Siegel Network this afternoon were chosen randomly by lottery, and the eighth chosen by our lottery was Stamford, Connecticut. We were up in Stamford for Shabbos Hanukkah, had the most amazing time. First of all, the Feldstein family are incredible hosts, so we go there for a Shabbos, try to get them to be your host, that's number one. <laughs> Secondly, the rabbi was so gracious, and we had such a fantastic time in your shul. It was just a wonderful and incredible weekend. Michael Feldstein, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Nachum. And yes, Stanford is known for its warm and hospitable nature, and uh, anybody who'd like to spend a Shabbos with us is more than welcome to... Uh, to contact us. Uh, it's actually the best way to get a feel for what our community is like. When we were up there Shabbos Hanukkah, a couple of families had just moved in recently at some point during the year. Yeah, a few years ago we started a community growth initiative and uh, it's really paid a lot of dividends. Uh, in the last three, four years, I'd say there's probably at least two dozen new families who've moved in and many of them are in the 20 to 35 year old you know, age range, which is where we want to focus our, our efforts. Uh, we ask each uh, community what their pitch is, and some of them are able to legitimately uh, talk about how they're in town, yet while they're at the same time an out-of-town community. In town meaning they can take advantage of all the amenities of being in the New York, right. New Jersey area, while at the same time, a real out-of-town feeling, yep. a lot of space, tremendous community feeling, uh, more motivation for people to be involved in the community because of the size, etc., etc., Yours is one that fits right into that category. Again, right. very close to New York, and at the same time, you have that out-of-town feel. 43 minutes on the express train to Grand Central, but you feel like you're a million miles away. Um, it's real suburbia. The other thing about Stanford that's interesting is there are a lot of corporations, a lot of business, hedge funds, a lot of financial firms. So many people actually work and live in Stanford. And to me, that's terrific because uh, the quality of life, to be able to come home at you know, 6, 7 o'clock and uh, have a five-minute commute is terrific. And we certainly can put people in touch with some of the people who work at the firms in Stanford if they are interested in jobs, and uh, it's, it's a big benefit. 43 minutes on the train, how much can someone accomplish? Can they go through all their emails during that time? Uh, it depends how quickly they go through their emails. Is there but, uh, service? Is there service on yes, that train where they can yes, check email? Can, they can yeah. read the daily newspaper on the yeah, web and abs- things like ab- that? Absolutely. You so know, you're utilizing your commuting time very well. You're not sitting in a car behind the wheel. Yep, and, and it's very reliable. I mean, uh, Metro North, especially compared to the Long Island Railroad, virtually you know, <laughs> never, never uh, gets delayed. And even in the big snowstorms this winter, Always, always on time. So um, it's a it's a big benefit. Michael Feldstein is here. Best way to get information about Stanford would be go to checkoutstanford.com. That's <laughs> our website. Checkoutstanford.com. Uh, Steve Bernstein must have come up with that web address. No, actually, actually, I did. I think it's. Uh, it's, you had no help from Tzvi on that? No, no help But he does Tzvi. help you when it comes to the Jewish Week Purim mission. He's that cer- he does help He you. certainly does that. Um, and anybody would like to contact me directly, uh, Michael G. Feldstein at gmail.com. If you're here at the show, 
you can win a $50 gift certificate to one of our four kosher restaurants in Stanford. There are four in Stanford? Four kosher can restaurants. Can you name them? Yes, I can. 613, which is the new kosher restaurant. What cuisine? Meet- there's uh, a sushi restaurant now called Sush. Yeah. There's an Indian restaurant, vegetarian Indian kosher restaurant called Navaratna. Yeah. And there's a pizza shop called Mike's Cafe. So no one is going hungry in Stanford. There's a lot of kosher food, and uh, we're having a ball. How many minutes to Westchester? Westchester is probably about 25, 30 so minutes. So you have family in Westchester and you want to move a little bit out of town, it's perfect. You can perfect. visit at any time. It's yep. very easy. Very close to the high schools there, Westchester Hebrew High oh, School, right. SAR. I, I even believe that there's Stanford kids in Maya Note. Is that possible? I yep, think so. a couple of them. Yeah. A couple of them. But so you really uh, have your choice of whatever you want. A lot, lot of choices. You're really close to a lot of places uh, in the New York area. And uh, don't let the fact that it's a different state fool you. Connecticut is really, at least parts of Connecticut like Stanford, are actually very close to to New York. And so. in Stanford, they're Yankee fans. They're not the split Yankee no, Red Sox. No, you know, most, mostly what? Yankee fans. Yeah, you have to be, you have to go up to New Haven to get to the Red Sox. <laughs> but, you know, some, some of us are Mets fans, and it's better to be a Mets fan right now than a Yankees fan. That's true. Michael, i got to give you credit. Yep. We'll see what happens tonight. Maybe you and I should go to the game tonight. Yeah, you a got little, tickets? A little cousin rivalry. Not yet, but you know how it is these days. It's easy to get a hold of those tickets. Yeah, for a price. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Always Michael a pleasure. Nothing from Siegel. He is the greatest. And uh, big, big shout-out to my cousin Sharon and the entire family. I saw Yosef and his wife earlier. They're here at the fair. Thank you, Michael. That's Stamford, Connecticut. Hey, is Malden, Massachusetts next? Is Malden, Mass next? You know, Malden is uh, known for one of the most uh, amazing stories in Jewish history. Do people know that? I think I'm thinking of the right. Am I thinking yep, of the right you got the right place. Here's what happens, ZK. Follow this if you can. A uh, major fire happens in a business up in Malden, which employs many, many people. Hum- Something in Mal- was it didn't happen when it was in Malden. It originally was in Malden, and it moved to Lawrence. Can you imagine a second into the story I'm already wrong? Sorry. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you love it, and I can't stand it. Let's introduce the man who will tell us what really happened. Rabbi Yitzchak Rabinowitz is here, Rabbi Beth Israel up in Malden, Mass. And Sharona Vidal, is that the right pronunciation? Sharona Vidal is a community member up in Malden, Massachusetts. First of all, before we discuss the story and the history, where is Malden? 20 minutes north of Boston. Okay. So if you're traveling... Actually, 20 minutes north of Brookline, Brighton. 10 minutes north of downtown Boston. Okay. Even closer than I thought. Indeed. So you can get to Fenway Park with relative ease. Yes. Nice. All right. It all comes down to the sports, of course, as you know. Rabbi Rabinowitz, how many years have you been up there? 18. Okay. Now tell us the story. Uh, the Malden Mills, which originally was started by the famous Feuerstein family... All right. Uh, that were originally from Malden. The mills was there. It moved north to Lawrence. It was still called Malden Mills. And when there was a fire that broke out there, the owner, Aaron Feuerstein, even though the business basically shut employed down. Employed how many people? Uh, it was a lot. I don't remember I mean, exactly. Close to 1,000? Could that be? Was that right? Or? I, I can't Certainly remember in the hundreds, exactly, right? right? Yeah, definitely oh in the hundreds. Right. And he kept paying them even after the business was yeah. uh, He refused damaged. to stop paying his employees. Uh, was very concerned that they would have uh, a, an income, was also concerned about their holiday bonus, I remember. It was a big issue. And he ended up becoming a real hero in the Jewish world because big he demonstrated the way we all should be. Big Kiddush Hashem. A tremendous Kiddush Hashem. And uh, now, of course, uh, that's what Mold, one of the things Malden Mass is known for. What else is it known for? What's the big pitch today why people should move to the Malden Mass community? Uh, the uh, Malden community, again, we have all the amenities of Boston, right. plus the ability to live in a nice friendly, more, r- r- nice, family-oriented, 
shul where everybody counts. Would your family agree that it's a nice, friendly place? Definitely. For 18 years, they would say so. 18 years, yes. Okay. And um, the uh, also our real estate is more affordable than that of the Boston area. Four-bedroom house, how much? Four-bedroom house for about... Um, Four four fifty. Oh, all right. There you go. Not bad. Not bad. And you get to stay on the East Coast. That's I right. like that. Yeah. Not too far from New York, still. So How much snow drive. did Malden have this winter? Uh, it had as much as Boston, which is a hundred inches. Wow. And yet you survived. It shows the resilience of the Malden Mass community. Clearly, clearly. nothing's going to stop them. Clearly, Was that's your minion right. able to continue throughout those storms? Yeah, we we worked very hard to keep it going. How do you like that? You think you have it easy out there in Phoenix, huh? We don't have challenges like that. The Molden Mass right. community showed that they will persevere. That's correct. Throughout no these question. these blizzards of the summer of the winter rather of uh, 2015. All right, and we have, uh, as we said, Sharona Vidal here. Sharona, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, what do you do up there in Molden Mass? I live in Malden. I work in Brookline. Oh. I also do some editing work. There are a lot of uh, publishing houses. How long have you lived in that area? We've. Uh, I was born in Brookline. I lived there my childhood, and we moved to Malden about five years ago. Oh, so you know how great that area is for your entire lifetime. Pretty much. <laughs> is there a young community up there, people who are in their 20s, who have little kids, want to move to Malden, Massachusetts? Would it be a good choice for them? I would say so. I think some of my favorite things about the community are Shabbos Kiddush, watching all of these, this swarm of children run laps around the Kiddush room. On the way home from Shul, the families tend to leave together, and... When you cross the street, you turn around and you look and you see a family coming up behind you holding hands with five children, none of whom is their own. <laughs> you just Everybody helps everybody else. We care for each other's children. It's a really valuable part of the community. At the OU Jewish Community Fair, talking about Malden, Massachusetts. Any kosher eateries in the area? Uh, we go to Boston is again about 20, all right 25 there. minutes. It's all right And there. they got plenty, Boston. Yeah. Nice Jewish community there. Very nice. They got plenty to offer. What we do have in the Malden area, though, we have Donuts with a Difference, which yeah. won an award for Best Donuts in Boston. we got to check that. Put that on our list. We must check it out. A donut place that won an award. we got to go there and check it out. Come on. Oh, it's Red Sox country. Yeah, we got to be careful. <laughs> well, you have to understand, some of us have uh, split families. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, Yankees, <laughs> Yankee, Red Sox fans. It's it's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Some like the Boston Red Sox, some like the Pawtucket Red Sox. Nobody's rooting for the Yankees. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Rabbi Rabinowitz and Sharona Vidal from Mount Malden, Massachusetts. How do people get information about the community? Can they log on somewhere? Yes, they can log on to our website, BethIsraelMalden.org. BethIsraelMalden.org. Simple as that. Have you been to this fair before? We were here about... Um, Three, four years ago. Did it help spread the word about the community? Yes, it did. There you go. So people, I'm sure, are coming around and checking it out and uh, no doubt expressing an interest in a very interesting community, Molden, Massachusetts. I thank you both for thank joining you. us today. Thank you very there much. There you have it, Molden, Mass. ZK, does Molden get onto your list of places to check out? Once you heard about that donut place, I see it piqued your interest. All of a sudden, you had to join my little tour of the United States Jewish communities. Yeah, we'll do it in an RV is right. Can you get the good service in an RV nationwide? Can you do that? You can do anything, CK, of course. If there is a competent orthopedic surgeon in the building, please come to our booth. We're right across from, uh, what is that over there? From Malden, Mass. We're right across from Malden. What are we across from? Springfield? We're right across from Springfield. If you know of a good orthopedic surgeon, send them our way. We want to get ZK's checkup. On the uh, on the air, we want to get it on during the show right now. 
Um, ZK, it's now been revealed, has a dislocated thumb. A dislocated thumb that he had to pop back into place himself yesterday. Imagine that. He did it himself with all the pain and all the tears. It ain't easy. I had a dislocated shoulder. I can tell you how painful this stuff is. Anyway, if you're an orthopedic surgeon and you come to our booth now, ZK says he will move to your community. He will move to your community if you come right now to our booth across from Springfield, New Jersey. This is the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for tuning in at the OU Jewish Community Fair.
been utilizing a lot of the great Maccabees selections from their acapella um, albums here today. Thank you, Maccabees. We're at the OU 5th International Jewish Communities Fair with a major exhibit and uh, plenty of information about Israel with Nefesh Benefesh with 46 other communities being featured here. Big thank you to Mayor Fertig, JMNAM proud staff member who has taken his expertise to the OU and has done amazing work there, including obviously preparing us for this incredible visit. Thank you, Mayor Fertig. Thank you. Um, I hope I have this pronounced correctly. Is it Helena Carmel? Yes, sir. Doing pretty well in the pronunciation today. Ten for ten. And Chav, no, I wish. And Chavi <laughs> Schwartzbaum. They are from, you ready for this, everybody? They are from our final American community that we're going to be visiting with today. Ron Hurst, Pennsylvania. Helena, where is Ron, Ron Hurst, Pennsylvania? That was the first thing I was going to say. Ron <laughs> Hurst is actually part of Northeast Philadelphia, but it's got to feel all of its own, and that's why we didn't come here today and promote Philadelphia. Wait we a wanted second. to come in here and say Ron Hurst. I know about Balakinwood. Yes. I know about Northeast. When we talk about Northeast, because there are a couple of great restaurants in Northeast, I remember. When we talk about Northeast, that's Ron Hurst? That's Ron Hurst, precisely. Precisely. There's also been a demand downtown that's also Budvik community. Am I wrong? But there's only two communities down there in Philadelphia. Center City has some some. Oh, I'm, right, Center City. Well, Center does, City has a little bit. There's a lot of growth in the Northeast. We have a Colel coming this fall, God willing, for the wow. first time. This is a big development for Ronhurst. It's a big development for Northeast Philly. Our school is blooming, thank God. Polish Hebrew Academy in the Northeast. You should check out our new website, polishebrewacademy.org. Very nice. We just added a second boys' building, so now we have a campus with separate boys' and girls' buildings. We have more than 300 students. We have differentiated learning. My friend here, Javi, is going to tell you for a minute about Orote. This is a special program only available in the Northeast. Javi, tell us about it. Orote is a special ed program that's housed in the mainstream school. Very inclusive, very supportive. They help with a lot of different learning and social and emotional and developmental problems and disorders. It's meant for what ages? Uh, First through eighth. Very nice. And it's an extraordinary program. My son, we moved there. We moved to the Northeast for this program. And my son, when we moved, 
I think last year in school he could not name any of the children in his class, nor could he go a whole day without being taken out of the classroom. And now he's already being mainstreamed. He knows kids in the community. The school itself works very hard to include these children to make them feel a part of the school and a part of the community. And O'Rot works very closely with the mainstream rebellion and Moros and teachers and principal. And it's a very it's a very easy access between the programs and how inclusive they are for these children and how much the children move back and forth. So you're a real success story, or at least your son, I should say, is a real success yeah. story. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, this program has changed his life. I say that the program gave him life for the second time. And what about the community in general? How's it been for your family? It's wonderful. It's a very warm community, a very open community. It's a strong community. People of all different types and stripes are there. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's friends. Everyone does something for each other. It's it's a community like I've never seen before. I actually grew up in Northeast Philadelphia, and I went away from home for high school. I went to New York. I went to college in New York. I spent many, many years in New York. And like most people, I got very sucked into the, I need to be here. This is where Jewish life is happening. And we moved to join Orote and we found a community and a home and our kids are happy, my husband's happy, there are more opportunities for us in terms of friendship and learning and religious growth. I think my husband learns more now than he learned since he finished Wali Smicha. It's unbelievable and unreal what happens and the rub of the shul is dynamic and there's a new rub coming in and he's young and he's dynamic. And there's a lot going on in the community. And it's not just about dollars and cents, but I know that that matters too. Sure. And all day, people have been coming to our Northeast Philly Ronner's booth and saying, are these housing prices a joke? Because they're extraordinary. You can buy a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house with a big fenced-in yard, gorgeous from block, for one seventy-nine. And people are saying, you're making up these numbers. And I'm saying, I'm not. Look at the listings. We have the listings. We have from realtors waiting to get in touch with you and help you find the perfect home on the perfect from block for less than 200000 How can you beat that? I guarantee you that I pay less in my mortgage than most of your listeners are paying in their rent right now. Oh, I can guarantee you that. I'm thinking what the commute would be like from Northeast Pennsylvania to the Lower East Side studio. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Let me tell you, <laughs> sir, it might be worth your while. <laughs> what do you think? Leave for JM in the AM at about 4 in the morning. How many hours would it take to get to... Uh... You know what? Not even two. It took us barely two hours to get here. And that's another good point. Ronhurst is so centrally located. We're an hour and a quarter to Lakewood. You're a hop, skip, and a jump to Lakewood. Two hours to Baltimore. Two hours to New York. It's incredible. You we like this idea? Located. I'll be commuting it to work. That's a great idea for under two hundred grand for a house. We are perfectly located. Ronhurst is accessible like no other community. Let's in the hear it for Ronhurst, everybody. It's, also, it's not that we're accessible and affordable, and there are employment opportunities. There are employment opportunities. There is a thriving economy in Philadelphia. Absolutely, absolutely. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area has probably twenty-five plus universities and colleges that are employing. Wow. At least two dozen major hospitals. The truth is some of the biggest hospitals in the world, Khalil Bechas, you should never need them, are in Philly. But there's tremendous, tremendous employment for people in medical and pharmaceutical fields. There's really no end to the possibility. We're a half an hour from Center City, which is its own thriving right. business I district. love Center City. It I is love fantastic. That place. It's historic. It's beautiful. You know, it, it, it's a Sunday, and you take the kids down, and you go look at the Liberty Bell. I mean, what could be worse? Very nice. I'll tell you. You have a lot to offer down there. How's there's the wedding announcement market down there? Is it, is, it, is it good? Yeah, is it amazing down there? Yes, I'm sorry. You were saying? Who? I'm there's sorry. tons of parks, <laughs> hikes, natural 
you know, exploration. And that's crazy, too, because it's Philadelphia, right? You think Philadelphia right. and you think Rough city, city and right. gross and whatever. We have Pennypack Park. Pennypack Park is the largest municipal park in the country. It is bigger than Central Park. It is two steps from our house. Somebody People, has something bigger than Central Park? Bigger than Central Park. It is wow. beautiful. There are hikes. There are bikes. Is People there boating go, in that? Uh, there could be. People go and do Tashlech, Biyachad. It's so beautiful, and you would never imagine it. But I'm telling you, it's an oasis in the middle of a city like you couldn't imagine. And it's worth coming to look at. If you're interested in coming to check out Ronners, you really should check out our website as well, jcore.org. You hear that, ZK? You got that web address? Under 200 grand for a house, believe me, he'll be hopping down there in about uh, about four hours. Come for he'll Shabbat. Come Ronners. for Shabbat, JK. Come for Shabbat, anybody who's interested. ZK. Can we, we could set him up at the Schwartzbaum's for Shabbos, right? Sure. All right, the Schwartzbaum, ZK, tell your wife and kids you're heading down to Northeast for a nice Shabbos to check it out, and you'll uh, let us know how it is, and uh, you'll go house shopping on, uh, house hunting on Sunday. We'll hook you up, Mrs. No Schwartzbaum problem. will take care of it. She'll drive you all around, you go ho- horse, you go house hunting, <laughs> and you'll enjoy it. Thank you both very, very much. Thank you so much much. for your time. Let's hear it for Northeast Pennsylvania. It's Ron Hurst. Ron Hurst, Pennsylvania, everybody. Woo! I'll tell you, we have met some amazing communities. But you know how it is. You can meet all the amazing communities, and you can meet all the incredible areas of the United States at the OU Jewish Community Fair. And you can make your pitch why people should go ahead and come and uh, enjoy life in each one of those individual cities. But then it all comes down to what Mark Rosenberg's about to discuss with us, and that is that the first choice when you're looking to move, looking to relocate, has to, of course, be the Holy Land. And Mark is here from our friends in Nefesh Benefesh's uh, incredible fairs. Uh, Nefesh Benefesh has an incredible presence here today because, as we like to say, our first choice is Israel. Not able to do that for whatever reason. Obviously, there are other choices here at the OU Jewish Communities Fair. But you're not just one resource when it comes to a community. You're not just one place. Because Nevis Benevich could offer how many different towns and neighborhoods and communities in Israel to their to the people who come by today. We have Aulina at 75 different communities across the country. 75 communities. Any of them for housing for less than 200 grand? It seems to be the magical benchmark here today if you're able to offer a home for under $200,000. That is the frequently asked question today, indeed. <laughs> so does Israel offer places where you can live for under that amount of money? We do, but the magical question people are saying, you know, they, everyone wants to live in the places where other Anglos are, you know, how affordable it is. And that makes and housing and prices go up a bit, huh? Yes. All right. But there are new communities that people could explore. We, in fact, went ahead over the last few weeks and discussed how some new communities north and south in many areas of Israel are starting to form. So you don't always have to put your eggs in one basket. There are other communities outside of the traditional Anglo ones that one can explore, right? It's true. I think we're guilty of, uh, of or punished by our own success is one way to say it, is that you know one a neighborhood will pop up on one of the classic, classic examples is Yad Bin Yamin. Right. Um, and it was you know located perfectly along the 6th Road, you know, not too far from Tel Aviv, Jerusalem. And people, some people saw it, they bought there, it popped, and then it's, you, you can't buy there anymore right. So it, to get in. So people are always looking for those cutting-edge places, that, that pioneer spirit that people are looking to be, you know, the first cluster or garin of Anglos that Especially are there. Especially people in their 20s and 30s. 
So people are looking for that, but uh, I think that it's you know Jerusalem is still the number one destination for so many of them because, as we say, of the Passover Seder next year in Jerusalem, it's still it's not just uh, an, a slogan. Whereas my great aunt Miriam used to say, you know, she wanted the Seder to be over. So <laughs> it's it's not just a slogan. Um, so there's that still is a number one destination. So I have the perfect solution. Everyone everyone make Aliyah to my hometown of Eilat, and then for uh, Pesach we'll go to Yerushalayim. How's that? That'll be perfect. And we'll have our Lashana Bab Yerushalayim. I'm there. By the way, Rabbi Fast was not into my idea of going to Eilat. He felt that I could be of more use for the greater Jewish good if I was if I was somewhere other than Eilat. We'll see when the new train is done. I that's know. supposed to connect uh, two hours. You think it'll go train. down there? It's, uh, the Chinese are supposed to be building it. Which means, which means Beresheva to Eilat two hours? What does it mean? No, I think Eilat to Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv two Eilat hours. Eilat to Tel Aviv two yes. hours? They're talking, they're talking Jerusalem to Tel Aviv in 22 minutes. Uh, this is a, a, a new seed being built, right? It's you being see, built. You see the, what do they call it? The tunnel, monorail, the bridge. It's, it's, ama- it's amazing. To, I, I just drove out on Yom Atzimut, and you see these pillars coming up and the holes through these mountains, and they're actually saying that, you know, by 2017, that... Uh, that you'll be able to go from Yerushalayim to Tel Aviv in under 25 minutes. Yes. Uh, at Jerusalem, Beersheba also at some point? Um, or not? At some point as well, but it's only going to be... Right, right now they have the uh, Tel Aviv, Beersheba. And the Eilat one that you're referring to, that's going to be Tel Aviv. Um, it's going to be Tel Aviv. But it's still amazing. It's still incredible. By the way, do you look at this list of communities that are here, between me and you? Yeah. Do you look at these list of communities that are here and sort of laugh a little bit that people are choosing these communities over Israel? So are you having fun with this, Mr. Rosenberg? So I was at the airport <laughs> in uh, Ben-Gurion uh, yes. last night, and someone said, you know, someone said, what are you doing? I was like, well, the OU is having a, um, a, a, an event for um, moving out of town. <laughs> and that's how I explained it to someone. You had people clustered in New York City in the area, the greater New York area, and they were encouraging for people to move out of town. Listen, number 20, 39 on the list is my hometown, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm an, I'm an out-of-towner. So um, people who are looking to move out of town, they need... Uh, there it is, Cherry they, Hill. They need assistance. So I, in some sense, Nefesh Benefesh is upstairs to help those people who are looking to not just to move out of town, but to an ideologically uh, destination that carries so much significance of Jewish history. Did we do the whole Cherry Hill Jewish geography thing at some point? Probably not. We have not done that? Uh, Cherry Hill, by the way, very close to Philadelphia. Uh, I I usually say I'm from Philadelphia. When you were growing uh, up, was there a... I was born in Philadelphia, to my own credit, Ah. so I I can say that I was born and I'm from Philadelphia. Then you lived in Cherry Hill. Where did you go after that? I went to Washington, D.C. for about seven or eight years where I went to school. And And then then 13 years ago, I moved to Israel. And then you moved to Israel. So you understand better than anybody, as much as we you know, joke around about laughing at this list, you understand more than anybody that there are stops along the way sometimes. Correct. That someone here who, I don't know, feels that mold in Massachusetts is their choice right now for employment, for their family, or the case may be, uh, years from now, or maybe even shorter than that, uh, they're going to be heading to the Holy Land. I think that everyone carries that ideology with them, and that's important. That It's not just lip service. We were kidding before about right. next year in Jerusalem. Um, and therefore, people are making their plans. They've finished school, and they, they need to finish off their training, or they need to pay down their debts. Um, and I just spoke with a lovely young man who's in dental school, and that's his plan. He's, he's finishing dental school. He needs to pay down his debts, and, and he's going to make his dream to live um, in Israel. And it'll be a, c- a couple of years down the road. So he's probably going to live out of town of Jerusalem because it's more, more, more mm-hmm. affordable. That's right. He'll be out of town here, and then he'll be out of town in the Jerusalem area. All right, information. It's uh, anybody who uh, ever listens to the Nahum Siegel Network knows that uh, it's nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Search Nefesh Benefesh. The Aliyah flights for this summer are already published. Anybody who wants to leave this summer, they better hop to it, right? They should get started immediately. Um, you'll be sending a bunch of lone soldiers. It's amazing how many single people are making Aliyah, are moving to Israel. Uh, in addition, of course, young families. 
In addition to that, older people, even retirees, empty nesters are heading there. You are appealing to everybody. We're here to help everyone if you want to take their step forward, whether it is just beginning that research about what's the best community for them, finding their job, filling out the application, or, as you mentioned, getting a seat on the flight. We will be there to help them every step Where can of the we way. send ZK? What would be the right place for him in Israel? Tell me. What do you think? I don't know. He because def- we've been exploring some of these, but now I want to offer him an Israel I, I don't know. If the, <laughs> we're on radio, but it seems like he needs to be near a hospital for to, yeah, to yes. care for his arm. <laughs> is there a good orthopedic surgeon in, uh, in uh, I don't know, in uh, Modin? I think I'd definitely be able to help him out with that. You would be able to help him out? ZK, you did say that whoever provides the best orthopedic, orthopedic surgeon, you're moving to that community. Here's your opportunity. I got a guy for this. you. There, there you go. There you go. Mark, thank you. My pleasure. Lashana Bobby Yerushalayim. Mark Rosenberg, Nefesh Benefesh. An amazing man. Part of a team that's constantly encouraging people and then helping them get to Israel. How do you like that? Pretty amazing. Hannah Farkas is joining us. I got to give you her official title. Hannah Farkas, who's been so instrumental in helping us set this up for today and to be part of all this action. There's a lot of action here today. There's a lot of action, a lot of hustle and bustle. A lot of activity, a lot of action. <laughs> Even Jacob Wallach said, there's just so much action here today. There's a lot going on. Hannah Farkas is assistant director and fair coordinator for the Department of Synagogue and Community Services of the Orthodox Union. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What do you think of all of this? I'm I'm very happy with the turnout, and I think it's just been a very positive experience for everybody. Is I've, it, is I it, lost my voice already. <laughs> is it true that over 500 people pre-registered for the event? Yeah, it's double what we had at the last fair. That was just, just a pre-registration. That's just pre. Yeah, we're expecting about 2,000 people here, and, and I'm not... I'm not convinced that we haven't already hit that. Well, it doesn't seem like you're exaggerating because we just keep seeing <laughs> tens and tens of people walking by every second exploring different communities. Has any? I know it's hard for someone like you to speak about specific communities, but maybe you can get away with it here for a moment. Has anything shocked you? Have you seen something happen at a booth or a conversation take place that surprised you a bit? Anything happened today that was out of the ordinary? So there's nothing surprising. I mean, we actually had representatives come from one community and move to another. (laughs) So I've seen everything that you could possibly see, and it's just been... I mean, this is incredible. I don't know if you've been able to check out any of them, but Ron Hurst is actually giving out super pretzels (laughs) or, or soft pretzels or something. So it's just... It's, they, it's very positive. They greeted us with their with their soft, chewy pretzels. Oh, that yes. was smart of them. They are very smart, <laughs> and they got here. They got onto the show. They wrapped things up for us when we finished our ten communities. Oh, um, nice. All right, information out there. I mean, I assume the OU community, OU.org slash community website will be up for a while, right? That page so will be up for a while. So that's a stagnant page, right. absolutely. OU.org slash community. Um, the fair page is also going to be up for a very long time. It gives a lot of information about the communities jobs that are opening, um, events that are being planned in the communities. So we're planning on keeping that page as well. All right. So you can check that out, everybody. Go to ou.org slash community. It's a golden opportunity to find out what's happening all around the country. I am impressed. I really wish we could. And this is why the OU did this, because people can't go and take a drive everywhere in the country to see all these communities. That's why you did this today. But there's some of them that were so appealing to us. I wish we really could visit and see what they have to offer uh, alive and in person. It really well, is. Now you'll have some time. That's for sure. We could actually go around and see what's happening. Thank you, Hannah Farkas. Thank you. Thank did you. Did a very great much. job here today. As did everybody at the OU. Thank you, OU. Thank you, ZK. Thank you, Miriam Alwalik. Thank you, Mayor Fertig. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you to the entire staff. Who am I forgetting? Thank you, Danny Goldberg. Thank you, Danny Goldberg, who rumor has it is still working for the Malcolm Single Network. How do you like that? I was shocked when I saw him show up today. Imagine that. And here he is all the way from Chesterfield or wherever he's from. 
And a shout-out to Mayor Cruder, who seems to always get my good side. Take a, take a deep photograph of ZK's dislocated thumb, Mr. Cruder. We need that to hang in the studio. Wrapping things up from the OU Jewish Community Fair, we thank you for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know So I'll be rising Back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum Don't forget where you belong